All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sea Report coming to you on May 24th, 2021. That is a Monday. I am your host, Mr. C, and I'm hoping you all are having a great Monday and you had a great weekend. I know I had quite an interesting weekend, needless to say, but, you know, it was still good nonetheless. Now, for those of you who are regular viewers and listeners of The Sea Report, I do apologize that we are not live on our uh, normal platforms, or at least what had been normal for about the last month and a half. We are working through some technical difficulties, but nonetheless, we are still going to be delivering to you the news whilst we can, and we shall continue. So, if you are over on our podcast side, you'll be joining us over at our anchor.fm station. So, right off the bat, guys, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys some quick connects for the C-Report in case you're curious about what's going to be going on with the C-Report moving forward. You can check us out at www.thecreport.com and that uh, website there has all of the links that are available uh, to get you to any of our social sites. It can take you to our Twitch. It can take you to our YouTube. It can take you to our Rumble account. Uh, It can take you to our Foxhole account. If you're with the Foxhole app, you can still check out some of our replays there. Now, as a way of quick housekeeping, uh, we will be uploading um, all episodes of the Sea Report. Uh, We are currently at episode number 82 as of today. So we'll be uploading all episodes of the Sea Report to our Rumble account soon. Uh, We're kind of parsing through all of our uh, episodes, you know, uh, getting that stuff ready to be audible and uh, viewable on accounts such as Rumble. And uh, we will have episode 82 this episode available on our YouTube, most likely tomorrow, the 25th. And uh, we will release um, the next episode sometime during the daytime. Now, if you want to check us out on anchor.fm, now this is where you'll be able to find the C-Report drop first, at least while we're doing the podcast side only. You would go to anchor.fm slash the X podcast. That's T H E. E-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, The X Podcast. And there you can get all of the most up-to-date C-Report podcast episodes at your disposal. But, you know, you're always welcome to just subscribe to the C-Report on any of your favorite podcast networks. We're on Spotify, we're on Spreaker, we're at Himalaya, we're at uh, a whole bunch of other, we're at uh, iPodcasts, we're at Google Podcasts. So wherever you'd like to catch the C-Report, you're more than welcome to catch it there uh, just by subscribing to the show or following it. However, the language or the verbiage is, you can always get us there. Uh, they, they've done pretty good about delivering us uh, as soon as our podcast hits anchor.fm. They distribute it out to those other podcast platforms. So, you know, even Spotify, we're also on Spotify, believe it or not. We haven't been taken down from Spotify, um, but uh, they've been they've been housing our and archiving our episodes there for, um, for, for quite some time, actually. So you can definitely catch it there. If you're missing the C report. Now, if you're missing the live televised version of the C report, don't worry, folks. 
that will be back soon. Um, uh, God willing, we'll be on the air uh, before the end of the week. But I don't know. Who knows? Um, in preparing the report today, I was like, God, it was uh, pretty nice not having to get dressed up in a suit and a tie and uh, to kind of just be able to do this at my leisure. But nonetheless, I wanted to make sure that the C report carried on and we did not stop because there's just still so much breaking news going on out there. There's still a lot of stuff going on in developments with uh, uh 40, our 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, as well as the election audits that are going on. And let me tell you what, it's kind of differently, uh, differently. It's kind of different, you know, uh, putting together a radio podcast as opposed to a simulcast or a live stream type podcast, because I have to work on the formats a little bit differently than I normally do. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see, but who knows the, uh, the, the audio, the sound quality of this might be more desirable than staring at my ugly mug for an hour. So we'll see where that goes, but nevertheless, www.thecreport.com. You can follow the website. Um, it's a, it's a brand new website for the most part. You know, uh, we have, um, an episodes page where you can check out some of the past episodes. And like I said, more will be coming and being uploaded onto the website soon. Uh, we just kind of got like a skeleton of a website right now. Uh, we have a news links page where, uh, you know, I will go fishing for the best America first headlines that I can find. Uh, and then also we'll have the blog coming around soon. We got one article on there right now. I already have several articles ready to go. Um, and then we'll go ahead and start updating that on the regular. So uh, definitely follow along at www.thec report.com and you can check it out there. Now, if you'd like to support the C report in any other way, for example, uh, you can also make donations. We accept donations via cash app so we can keep this operation going. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not turning out to be too cheap with, uh, some of the things that have been going on. Like as in a recap, um, our computer systems and routers were attacked this past weekend. So we were, uh, getting booted out of servers that we were using and the cameras and other functions on our uh, computer systems are also disabled. So having to figure all of that out, you know, uh, doesn't it's not cheap and it, it, it does cost a lot of time as well. So uh, that's another reason why uh, today's episode is coming a little bit late, but still on time, especially if you're in the Western part of the world, you'll catch this on its appropriate date. But you can you can support us over at thecreport.com. We have a cash app link there if you'd like to uh, go ahead and make that donation. Uh, if you join us and follow us on our anchor.fm, there is also a space where you can make a, a one-time or a monthly donation towards the C-Report. Uh, and whatever expense that you you is befitting for your budget, you know, every cent and every dollar counts. You know, I'm the kind of guy that will pick up pennies when I find them on the floor because everything counts in large amounts, no matter the size of what it is that's being given. And I definitely thank you all from the bottom of my heart for any of you who can do that for us. Um, that would be a great thing uh, to help out with some of the expenses we've incurred with some of the cyber attacks that we've experienced this past weekend and uh, uh, we'll see where we go from there. But anyways, let's not get too long-winded on housekeeping issues. You know, we still do have plenty of news going on. Now, Trump does lead at the Sea Report, as always. So we'll definitely be starting with some of our uh, statements that uh, our 45th president of the United States made. 
in regards to uh, uh, what he has uh, to say. You know, he's been using his um, website, www.donaldjtrump.com, as his main platform. Now, I done hear word that uh, President Trump will be actually releasing some sort of social media platform, which I think is actually kind of exciting. Uh, we were kind of expecting that back at the turn of the century. Nope, just kidding, President Trump. We weren't expecting it at the turn of the century, but we were expecting it at the turn of the year. Um, and we end up getting um, uh, frankspeech.com, which, you know, there's a lot of people who have said good things about it. There's some people who have said not so good things about it. All I can say is uh, about after a month or two of it being uh, available, I finally was able to get an account, but I still have not been able to verify or access that account. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll see. We'll see where that moves in that in that regard. But uh, excited to see if President Trump will actually be releasing a social media platform. We'll let that one play out as it plays out. We won't belabor it. Um, but also, uh, we do have today, um, uh, Dan Bongino did have President Trump on his uh, program, which was the first episode, I guess you could say. It was the launch of his new radio show. He taking over, of course, the great Rush Limbaugh's spot over on the radio waves. Um, and so uh, we'll actually be playing that on the C-Report in a little bit, just so you guys, because I always say it's important to listen to the words of your president and also to archive those words since uh, not many people in the legacy media tend to, uh, you know, um, uh, report or share the information because, of course, uh much to the chagrin of the the legacy media, the lamestream media, you know, they've not been able to censor him, though they may have tried. And though they may have been successful for maybe a quarter of a year, uh, he keeps on popping up and popping up. And this man's not going away. When are they going to realize it? Well, we'll see what he has to say on Don ben, Don, Dan Bongino's show in just a minute. But let's get to those statements by our president, uh, President Donald Trump. See what he had to say this week. Now, he did have a, f a pretty good series of statements, I'd say, um, over the weekend. Uh, now, uh, President Trump, I might add that the news section was not updated on your website, but for the intents of this broadcast tonight, uh, it was not necessary because I didn't have to display it in my formal fashion. Um, but let's go ahead and start with one that he released on May 21st. And this one, uh, actually was um you know he had a uh, he had an interview on OAN network um uh, this past uh, end of week and um it was in his trump towers very very white and heavenly trump towers and um he had um he had he had a, an airplane uh you know, perched off to the side of him, uh, makes me think if that was the the Boeing Boeing seven fifty seven or the uh, um, the presidential coach, as I like to call it sometimes, Air Force One. I think that's what it was. But in his May twenty first, twenty twenty one statement, President Trump said, "Many people have asked about the beautiful Boeing seven fifty seven that became so iconic during the Trump rallies. It was effectively kept in storage in upstate New York, in that I was not allowed to use it." During my presidency, it is now being fully restored and updated and will be put back into service sometime prior to the end of the year. It will soon be brought to a Louisiana service facility for the completion of work, inspection and updating of Rolls-Royce engines and a brand new paint job 
When completed, it will be better than ever and again used at upcoming rallies. Ooh, so that's pretty cool. So there you have it, guys. He is uh, he's definitely confirming rallies are upcoming. And of course, we know that he'll be making some stops. Uh, for example, June 5th, he'll be over at the North Carolina GOP convention uh, doing a keynote address, closing out the uh, conference, from what I understand, closed to the public. So, you know, if you can get your press credentials and get in there, that might be something worth seeing, but otherwise, uh, rally time, guys. So um, you know they keep people keep saying rally season is upon us. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see where he stops. I'm hoping that he will make a couple, if not a quadruple, it of stops over in Texas, because the people of Texas love President Donald Trump. Okay, so let's see what else we had here on his uh, statements. Uh, let's see. I like I like kind of like uh, picking around and seeing what he has to say. Uh, this is a very short statement. Um, it's one that uh, is also very impactful for those who are quite inquisitive. May 22nd, uh, President Trump asks, where's Durham? Whatever happened to the Durham report? Uh, echoes of where's Hunter coming out of his mouth again. Where's Durham? Where's Durham? Where's Durham? Who knows where Durham is? At this point, I'm not going to rely on Durham uh, to do anything, you know, useful, um, if not, you know, at the least effective, considering the fact that, well, guys, um, it, it's been so long, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if he got bottlenecked over there with bottleneck beluga Bill Barr who was doing the dirty work for Biden the entire time Trump was trying to move forward with, uh, you know, what was going on um, uh, prior to uh, the false installment of, you know, one illegitimate Joe, Joe Biden. Uh, but yeah, you know, not good, not good. Durham does not make you look good. I mean, it only took us so long to figure out that baby beluga Bill Barr you know, uh, was not doing God's work, but was in fact, you know, he was in fact uh, working, working for the dark side, if you'd like to call them that. Uh, but, you know, we'll see where that goes. I have more faith in the hardworking Americans and the true patriots who are seeing this uh, uh, election audit go through uh, the course of the states. It's starting in Arizona. It's running through Wisconsin, Michigan, now Georgia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Hampshire, and uh, I'm sure we'll see where else this goes, because in speaking with many people from around the country, it seems pretty obvious that everyone knows that this election was fraud, fraud, fraud in any meaning of the word. And we want to see justice done and we want integrity for our elections back, because after all, our vote is our voice is our freedom. And that, my friends, is our life. Okay, so let's see what else we had from President Trump. Let's go ahead and see he has a statement here on the 22nd in regards to the Attorney General of Arizona, Mark Bronovich. Now, Mark Bronovich, it seems like he was doing a lot of good for Arizona. I mean, he was, after all, declaring a state of emergency due to illegitimate Joe's border crisis. But alas... He doesn't seem to be saying too much about the election audit that's going down in his home state. Now, I've heard some people from Arizona say 
There's not much going on here, and boy, oh boy, I follow their local news because, after all, I'm reporting on this election audit in Arizona at Maricopa County at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And for someone to say that nothing is going on in Arizona, boy, get your head out of the ground. Okay, so uh, President Trump had to say the lackluster attorney general of Arizona, Mark Bronovich, has to get on the ball and catch up with the great Republican patriots in the Arizona State Senate. As massive crime in the 2020 election is becoming more and more evident and obvious, Bronovich is nowhere to be found. He is always on television promoting himself, but never mentions the crime of the century that took place during the 2020 presidential election, which was rigged and stolen. Arizona was a big part, and Bronovich must put himself in gear, or no Arizona Republican will vote for him in the upcoming elections. They will never forget, and neither will the great patriots of our nation. Very, very heavy statement there, A.G. Bronovich. Now, I can tell you, if uh, A.G. Bronovich had half the gusto and half the cojones that A.G. Paxton of Texas has... A.G. Paxton probably would have been on that like a fly on white rice or whatever it is that flies tend to buzz around these days. But, you know, uh, A.G. Paxton, who's doing a great job for Texas, who's already sued the Biden administration at least five to seven times and was uh, one of the was the first A.G. ever to sue a president or the president's administration within a, a few days of his um, of his inauguration. And, uh, and and of course, an illegitimate Joe's case, we're talking about the, Ill- the illegitimate inauguration, the optical illusion of his presidency as set forth by all the camera and media ploys that they used um, on that day. Uh, you know, uh, A.G. Bronovich would be doing a great job. I mean, he, he should take some notes from A.G. Paxton over here in Texas. He should definitely take some notes. And I have no doubt that uh, A.G. Paxton would have already been snooping and already he would have been, he already been all over this case. I bet you anything. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that. We'll see what uh, we'll see what comes from Bronovich. I guess we're going to see his true colors shining through in no time. We'll see what happens on that end, guys. We'll see what happens now. The next uh, statement from President Trump came on the 24th, which was just today. This is quite a statement that he has to say, and uh, we'll go and get through it. Now, this is the glory of his press releases. He definitely couldn't fit all of this in a tweet, unless it was like, you know, a pretty long line of tweets, but... Here we go, folks. Uh, President Trump had to say, highly respected pollster John McLaughlin says 73% of all Republicans want Trump to run again in 2024, and Republican primary voters would support him 82% to 13%. Even the Washington Post has reported all Republican roads lead to Mar-a-Lago. What WAPO and other members of the fake news media don't report is that Joe Biden is of no interest to anybody. 21 million less people watched his joint address to Congress than watched mine. Also, Biden's ratings have killed the radical left fake news cable channels. MSNBC and CNN have plummeted in the ratings. MSNBC doesn't have a show in the top 10 of all cable news programs. And CNN doesn't even have a show in the top 100. They should have embraced and endorsed Trump. Their ratings would have been at new heights. 
I have been doing very limited media so the American public could see just how big of a disaster the Biden administration has been, and I was right. Inflation, the border crisis, our forgotten military, war in the Middle East, as all as a result of Biden's mistakes. Our country is being destroyed. Watch, it's only going to get worse. The Washington Post also incorrectly reported about my DonaldJTrump.com website viewership. We have not yet launched our own social media platform, but even the very basic site we have to post our statements have received 36.7 million views over the past month alone, and we're getting more traffic to our website now than in 2020, an election year. This number would be even greater if we were still on Twitter and Facebook, but since big tech has illegally banned me, tens of millions of our supporters have stopped using these platforms because they've become boring and nasty. My website is a place where everyone can see my statements, issued in real time, and engage with the MAGA movement. This is meant to be a temporary way of getting my thoughts and ideas out to the public without the fake new spin. But the website is not a platform. It is merely a way of communicating until I decide on what future will be for the choice or establishment of a platform. It will happen soon. Stay tuned. Boy, oh boy, it's almost as if though President Trump were reading my thoughts. <laughs> or did I read that statement before I went on air? Anyways, no. So you see there, guys, absolutely, we have this. And he's clarifying, guys, his website's not a platform. Some of them were calling it a blog. Some of it were just calling it whatever. But as we can see, it is just merely a vehicle for his thoughts and for his words to come out without that spin that uh, the legacy media, lamestream news, fake news media just seems to love to do. Last statement from Trump to share today. We have a statement on the New Hampshire election audit. It says here, New Hampshire's election audit has revealed that large-scale voting machines appear to count non-existing votes. State and local communities are seeking confirmation. It's possibly true, but we'll soon know. Why aren't minority leader Mitch McConnell and Republicans doing anything about what went on in the 2020 election? How can the Democrats be allowed to get away with this? It will go down as the crime of the century. Other states like Arizona, Georgia, where a judge just granted a motion to unseal and inspect ballots from the 2020 election, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and more to follow. Absolutely, guys. We've been saying this at the C-Report. We've been on top of the election audits at the C-Report at least since the start of Arizona. And we definitely caught up through New Hampshire uh, when they were going against their selectmen who chose Mark Lindman, uh, currently a, a currently and previously a verified voting, and also against the Maricopa County elections and all the way through Antrim County, where we saw the disappointment, but the most expected results of uh, the judge there going ahead and uh, dismissing the case of uh, one William Bailey and Matthew DiPerno, constitutional lawyer at law. And uh, now we have uh, the Georgia scene coming undone. Pennsylvania, they have have, what, 25,000 plus signatures to uh, do a forensic audit in that state. Ohio's coming into play. They're finding stuff with uh, the voting machines there. And then also the Wisconsin Five, who had Zuckerbucks. 
and people from Zucker's, uh, what was it, the Civil Life and uh, CTFL, I think is the name of that organization, who are actually running their elections. So there's a lot on the plate, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to be hopeful for. And I'm glad that our president is speaking about it and drawing attention to it because the legacy news is definitely not doing that. And with that in mind, guys, we do have some election audit news coming up. We'll be touching on Maricopa County and we'll be touching on New Hampshire and time willing, we'll get to Georgia and we'll kind of touch on these finer points that our president brought out in his statement. Okay, guys, so let's see what else we got going on here. Um, let's see. Uh, we already talked about Bronovich and we already talked about, uh, yes. So let's go ahead and get straight over into that Dan Bongino interview. Now, uh, like I said, this was held, uh, today, actually earlier this afternoon and, uh, President Trump was Dan Bongino's first guest on his show. Uh, he is now, um, the, uh, radio anchor, um, in place, I guess you could say of Rush Limbaugh, even though of course no one will ever replace Rush Limbaugh. But uh, this man is stepping up to the plate. He is an opinion shaper, not a newsbreaker, but boy, can he host a show. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and give a listen to this uh, brief interview. You know, it's, it's not too long. It's just over 10 minutes. So I think that's something that we can most definitely enjoy. And I hope you guys do too. Ask some pretty interesting questions if you didn't get to catch it. Uh, but here we go, folks. Enjoy. So let me welcome to the show... The man, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. Trump, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dan. Did you say potential? I don't know. I think you could probably get the word potential out. <laughs> That's not like you, Dan. <laughs> no, I said president. I don't know. Listen, you, I, you're my no, no, first no, no, guest. I, I couldn't potential. think of it. You know, I told No, you said potential. Oh, that poten- it came oh you're talking the about lab. the lab. I think, I think you could yeah. take the word potential out that it came from the lab, frankly. I think it came you're, from the lab. Without you're the incredible. Yeah, yeah, you're incredible. I want to do a segment on the show. Maybe you could come back sometime. And uh, tell me if you're down with this, Mr. President. I want to call it President Trump was right again. And we can go through all the things you warn people about. Now, I have a clip I'm going to play for the audience when you're done of you warning us basically about six, seven months ago that there's a strong potential. Here you go. I'm sorry I missed that. That this may have come from a lip. You knew back then. You warned yep. us, and these idiots in the media ignored us. And our country the used to pay side. for this stuff, too. And I ended it. But our country used to pay for it. I also would say when uh, there was a an attack of certain types, I would say long before the news wanted to print it, that was radical Islam. I said that was a radical Islamic attack. When they attacked somebody or some place or ran into people with a car or lots of other bad things and they'd say terrible that he would do it without the facts but I was 21 for 21 I was right 21 for 21 but uh, they don't like talking about that stuff but now it came from the lab I have I have very little doubt and I mean very very little doubt came from the lab you know what was amazing Mr. President and and really thank you so much for being my first guest you know I well, think the world you. it's a tremendous you. honor yeah, well, you're gonna have a big hit. Oh, you're gonna you're, have a big success. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, the, yeah. They, I mean, it really is. Uh, it's it's just been a tremendous opening. I, I did had such an energy dump in the beginning, but I couldn't think of anyone better again to have on other than you. And what was really offensive about the whole 
exchange when you wor- warned the world about the Wuhan lab and the coronavirus is not only did they not take you seriously, they did what they always do, which is they poked fun at you, me, and others who said, you know, maybe the president of the United States, Donald Trump, has more information than you do in the media, and maybe you should take him seriously, and they still mocked you anyway. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, so many different things have happened, and we got to know the characters over a period of time. But take a look at the fact that I closed our country to China very, very early at the end of January. And uh, Dr. Yes. Fauci, I'm not against him. We got along very well, actually. But I usually did exactly what he said, the opposite. In other words, if you do the opposite, he, he said things that were just wrong. He didn't want to close to China. He later admitted that I saved tens of thousands of lives by closing it early. And same thing with Europe. I saw what was happening in Italy and France to a lesser extent at the time. And what we did there, you know, what we did there, we closed it up. We saved a lot of lives. The other thing, you know, they were talking about 2.2. The prediction was 2.2 million people in our country would die. But the big thing we did with the, the vaccine and also buying, you know, billions of dollars of vaccine before we really knew it worked. Or you wouldn't have your shot yet, Dan. You wouldn't have it till September, October. Yeah. And that was a big bet that a lot of people didn't think we should make. I think it might have been the greatest bet ever made, because if you look worldwide, you know, I think this was going to be the Spanish flu of, uh, of our age. It's 1917, where perhaps 100 million people died. I think this would have been you very know, Mr. similar President, to that can I, can I just vaccine. I'd like to just bring up, I hope it's okay with you, a personal conversation we had, because you said something to me a while ago. We were on the phone, and um, you were deeply deeply concerned about the coronavirus early. I was there. I had many conversations with you that mm-hmm. are not privy to the public. And you said something to me, and I'll never forget it. You said, Dan, 2.2 million. That's what cued me here. Why you, When you said that 2.2 million number. You right. said to me, Dan, we could lose more people than we lost in all these wars. This had to be done. I'm not going to say what the rest of the conversation was, but this was early. That conversation happened because I was on the other side of the phone. And you said that. You said, I'm not going to let that happened. This hit you early. The media narrative that you didn't care is a disgrace and is an absolute falsity. Well, they say that it. I played it down. And actually, I guess not necessarily that I didn't care, but he played it down. He played, well, I don't want to alarm. I don't want to have people running around scared to, you know, to live, to breathe, right. to do anything. And you know, I, I'm an optimistic person, and I was optimistic about it. I'm optimistic about everything. If I wasn't optimistic and tough, because I was very tough at the FDA, very bureaucratic place. I know more about the FDA than anybody. And Fauci said you wouldn't have a vaccine for three to five years, so he didn't push it. But I said you have to have it. We got it done in less than nine months. And had that not happened, that's bigger than everything. Because had that not happened, we would have lost millions of people. And the world would have lost, you know, perhaps uh, yeah. numbers like you lost in 1917, yeah. the Spanish flu. Uh, so, you know, a lot of a lot of good things happened. Uh, horrible experience. Uh, we set the uh, we set it on track. I was very tough in the FDA, very tough in the drug companies. They didn't like me because I got favorite nations done. That means we'll have the lowest drug prices in the world unless Biden changes it. We right now will have. The lowest, in other words, we match what's the lowest price there is for a certain prescription drug. 
and we will get that, which will bring us down at numbers like we've never seen before. But I wouldn't say the drug companies were exactly thrilled. They took $10 million worth of ads against me. But that's I had to do yeah, what I, I had to that. do. But, but we got the, the vaccine, and we, you know, not as importantly, but very importantly, instead of waiting for nine, ten, maybe even one year later for distribution, because it, it's yeah. hard to make, uh, we got the distribution uh, done immediately after they... Uh, after they gave the approval, so it was uh, it was a great thing. Do you notice they gave the approval two days after the election, and that's because they didn't like me. But remember this, Dan: the press would have played it down. It wouldn't have been the same because if they did it before the election, the press would have said, "Oh, oh that's nothing. That's nothing." Yeah. No, they would have credited Barack Obama. They would have said Obama did it from his Martha's Vineyard uh, mansion or something. <laughs> Mr. Or President, Joe, you're generous Joe. with your time. They would have said, "Yeah, or Joe, right?" Joe did it. Yeah, Joe. He I only got about three things. minutes left. Go ahead. But I just want to squeeze in a couple more questions, if I could. Um, just quickly, is there, is there something the government's not telling us about this UFO thing? I'm a little concerned here. I mean, you were the president. Well, Barack I, Obama's I, I, speaking I out now. Let's just keep going along the path. I'm uh, I'm sort of uh, a believer in what you see. It's uh, but there are a lot of people out there. There. They're into that. I get that so much. Yeah. Is it true, sir? Is it true? Right. I guess I'm sort of. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have asked you. Maybe not such a believer, but but some people are. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to hurt their dreams or their fears. It uh, could be fears more than all dreams. Right. All right. Good enough. On a more important topic. Um, this is now witch hunt number seven thousand for you. This disgrace uh, of an attorney general up in New York, Letitia James, a total disaster. Uh, you know, when I was in law enforcement, Mr. President, we investigated crimes in search of people. We didn't investigate yeah. people and then go hunt for the crimes. Any comment yeah. on what this disaster up in New York pretending to be an attorney general's up to now? Well, it's a continuation of the biggest, greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. And they didn't get me in Washington. They tried Mueller. They tried Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, impeachment one, yeah. impeachment two. And they sent the papers back down to New York. Hey, do the best you can. It's honestly, it's a disgrace. And they hurt so many people. And it's very costly. Yeah. And they hurt people so badly. And it's pure politics. We have Democrat prosecutors, radical, liberal, Democrat prosecutors. And they'll do anything they can. You saw the polls. In fact, I noticed on your notes here, they, we talked about topics about yes. the great polls that just came out that... We beat Kamala by a yeah, lot. You, we we yeah, win the by like Republican five points. primary. That's, that's a landslide. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, I it, saw that. It, uh, they're very good polls, and I just see that. But you know, they want it. They'll do anything they can. They play a much tougher game than the Republicans. The Republicans don't play that way. They play a, a simpler game, and they play it. And frankly, a lot of people are not happy about it. Like, I'll give you an example. Where is Durham? Where is Durham? Where is the Durham report? Why didn't that come out Good months question. and months ago? Where's Durham? There's 30 people that should be talked about, and they don't play the same game. It's a terrible thing. So we have the witch hunt continues. It continues and probably always will, and it's a disgraceful thing. It should be illegal. It's prosecutorial misconduct. That's what it is, and it's a shame. Mr. President, last question. Again, thank you so much. I know you have a stacked day. You being the first guest on this show, I couldn't think of anyone else. So thank you, thank you. But um, just finally, I'd be remiss. The audience is dying to hear it. I know you've been asked a thousand times. Forgive me, but I have to ask, where are we with 2024? 
you, we, we, we need you, man. We need you <laughs> big time. You, you thinking about it? Are you leaning one way? We'd love to hear it. Well, I'll tell you what. We are going to make you very happy, and we're going to do what's right. And we've done a great job for the country. Rebuilt our military and had the greatest economy ever twice. You know, we rebuilt it, and the world collapsed with – the whole world collapsed with it. And then we built it again with the stock market was higher than it was even the first time. Uh, but we're going to do the right thing. So many different things have happened. You know, just one other. They used to use India. Look how well India's doing. Look how well uh, South Korea's doing. Look how well Taiwan's doing. Look how well France is doing. All these countries they used to compare us to. And now you take a look at us. We're, we're the strongest because of what we did. And also the fact that we got the distribution started at a level through our military that nobody's ever seen on the vaccine. So we're very proud of yeah. what we've done. And we'll let you know at the right time, Dan, but certainly I'm looking at it very seriously. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking Thank the time. You. It was a great honor to have you. I deeply appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you, Dan. President Donald J. Trump. You're welcome, sir. Hope to have you back sometime. All right, folks. You all right y'all so there you go that was the interview with president trump on the dan bongino show new launch um you know i just kind of makes me think like had to have him on as a first guest excellent it just it kind of felt like an afterthought to me um of course i do appreciate dan bongino for you know basically having the integrity to admit that he is an opinion shaper not a newsbreaker and uh to me that's just another form of iia uh but now uh now he's gone onto this huge world stage uh and he's asking president trump about aliens what is up with that to me that's like another gotcha moment uh, i'd rather ask him about the uh, election audits or something like that uh, rather than some question. But, you know, I guess aliens have been in the news a lot lately because we have to distract from those election audits one way or another. So why not ask the president? Why not bring him onto your show as your first guest ever and ask him a question like that? But, you know, it was it was not more than a month ago that um, he had President Trump on his uh, his his earlier show uh, or his previous show, I guess, whatever, however you want to describe that. And uh, he asked him pretty much all the same questions. So, uh, yep, I guess that's why uh, he didn't have to, he didn't have too much else to ask President Trump. But let me tell you what, that would be a great conversation to have. Believe you me. Alrighty, guys. So we're done with that. Thank you, Mr. Bongino, for having President Trump on as your first guest there. And uh, it was it was a marvelously um, a marvelously concise interview. Very much appreciated. So now let's go ahead and move on to the Arizona audits. We're going to chug along through this. We got a couple of clips I want to share with you guys uh, in a way by means of what's going on with the audits. There's, there was some breaking news, not breaking news. There was some news that, you know, did happen over the weekend. But to sum it up before we dig into it, we will, of course, uh, get our America's Audit update from uh, AZ Arizona GOP chairman, Dr. Kelly Ward. She's been ever vigilant in this regard. Let's go ahead and give her a listen, guys. It is time for your update from the Republican Party of Arizona. I am your chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. I want to start out by thanking our first vice chair, Pam Kirby, and our assistant sergeant at arms for the Republican Party of Arizona for their updates this past week. You can view those on our YouTube channel. This special weekend update gives you 
the latest news and what's to come over the next several days here in our state. As you know, America's audit has been on hold for the past week at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, where the counting of ballots has been taking place while the arena was hosting graduation ceremonies. So on Monday, May 24th, the ballots and the election equipment will be back at the arena and the audit gets back to business. I talked to some of the people associated and they are securely moving those ballots back into place right now. And with the, the counting of the ballots restarting, here come the Democrats with their threats of lawsuits and more roadblocks by Maricopa County elected officials and attorneys. Within the last several days, Maricopa County attorneys have warned the Arizona State Senate, the auditors, and their agents to preserve documents and preserve evidence as they may be subject to future legal claims. <sighs> They're also attempting to turn the tables on the audit, saying that the auditors can't be trusted and that the election machines will not be usable again because of all of the possible tampering by the counters. Ridiculous. If that weren't so outrageous, it would actually be funny. That's the exact reason the audit is being performed. If voters trusted the election conducted by the Maricopa County uh, electeds and the election department, and they were confident that no tampering had already occurred, no America's audit would be needed. However, there has been such resistance put forth to stop any attempt by anyone to review or even ask questions of the 2020 election and these countless roadblocks and these lawsuits to stop a full hand, a full hand count and forensic audit of the election machines to check for possible tampering that the Arizona State Senate was left with no choice but to move forward with America's audit. An audit that I remind you has been repeatedly reviewed and approved by the Arizona courts. Arizona's audit, America's audit, and our America First agenda also got a boost in the last few days when over 1,000 American patriots attended an America First rally in Mesa, Arizona. And those were the people inside. There were over 2,000 that couldn't get in outside. The rally drew constant and thunderous applause in support of the audit, our need to finish the border wall to stop the Biden surge of illegal aliens entering our country, and making it clear that we will not support vaccine passports, mask mandates, or Dr. Anthony Fauci's nonsense any longer. The voters are stirring. People are angry. In only four short months, Americans are sick and tired of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their Marxist part Marxist partners, yes, Marxists, who want to destroy our nation and take away our individual liberties and our freedom. We are not going to let them. I thank you for tuning in. We've got a very busy week ahead of us. We're going to be working hard for you to keep America great. I'll see you at our next update. Excellent. Excellent update from Dr. Kelly Ward. I was going to say President Karen Fan. That's a totally different uh, different uh, individual there. She's uh, over with the Senate. But um, yes, yeah, so Dr. Kelly Ward bringing us that election update, audit update there from Maricopa County. Now, now they did uh, finally roll back into business uh, as of uh, today, Monday. 
And um, so they were on hold for the election, I mean, for the elections, for the graduation, as we do know. Um, prior to going into that little recess, uh, they had about 500,000 ballots that they'd already counted through. Um, so we'll see. I mean, this this uh, audit could take a little bit longer than they were anticipating to. Now, I know, according to reports, they were anticipating to have been completed with it by May 14th, which was when... They were going to start doing these uh, graduation ceremonies and such. But, you know, that's a lot of ballots. They had 2.1 million. So they're about a quarter of the way through. Now, uh, word is and also visuals are. Don't forget, you can always go to azaudit.org if you'd like to see more about this audit going on. But uh, they added more ballot tables to uh, the counting room floor, uh, the auditing room floor, I guess you could say, whereas they started with about 16 to 20 of them. They now have about 27 to 28 that are in use. So they're kind of doubling up on their numbers there so they can add more. They added more uh, people to the audit team, uh, more audit leaders being added and including adding extra shifts. So we'll see how that will do. But of course, as is important in this case, they are looking for accuracy, not speed, when it comes to uh, performing this audit. Now, just to keep you guys up to date with what's going on and with what Dr. Kelly Ward was saying, uh, you know, that they were threatening litigation, etc. Um, and, and also, uh, we had hit pieces coming out, of course. We had Politico going on the attack. Um, and we had other agencies that were, uh, you know, basically just trying to defame them. Yeah, it seems that now that uh, now that they're really, really pushing through. And as we did see last week when it came to those hearings, the one the the one hearing that the Maricopa County BOS decided to dip out on. Um, but not, but not before they did a uh, but tail between the legs, shaking like a scared child type of uh, a special meeting for the BOS over there in Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Um, you know, Jack Sellers and and Bill Gates and all of those 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 people over there, uh, recorder Richard. Uh, you know, that's just uh, that's just a kind of. It's a kind of sad and, and loserish kind of crowd there. And you could tell they were really drawing on the moral support or immoral support of each other to just get through that. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how they, they kept on throwing Recorder Richard to the front. And he was very reluctant, reluctant to answer those questions. But, uh, you know, I guess that's what you got to do sometimes, you know, including including people like Sheriff Penzoni, the jabroni. Over there in Maricopa County, the uh, George Soros hack, uh, or or shall we, we could use more colorful language for a man like him who gets funded $2 million in order to beat out Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who is a very popular conservative sheriff elected, I might add, because let's not forget, elected the elected sheriff is the highest law of the land at any state. Um, but yep, that just goes to show, and they are running scared. Um, they, we had uh, an interview with uh, Representative Fincham. Now, you guys probably remember Representative Fincham. He he's actually uh, Mark Fincham. Uh, he's he's uh, he's been a very 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 erudite uh, force and messenger when it comes to what's going on with the Arizona audit and actually a lot of things dealing with Arizona and the law. Uh, you know, they've had a lot of different, um, a lot of different legislative pieces that have been moving through Arizona. He's been, he's been on top of a lot of this stuff, sharing the information. Uh, of course, he also 
sued for defamation <laughs> when uh, when uh, it was reported that he was at the rally on you know the January sixth false flag rallies. I don't know if you remember the story that we reported on, um, and uh, he was simply delivering simply delivering the uh, electoral ballots over there, and they said that he was part of the insurrection, so he sued him <laughs> for defamation. Well, it seems like lawsuits are are quite the thing over there in uh, Maricopa County, but uh, we did have Mark Fincham on Steve Bannon's War Room uh, this past weekend, and uh, let's see, actually, actually, that was not this past weekend, it was actually a little earlier today, and uh, he, you know, they're just addressing several things in regards to the Maricopa County audit, uh, and all of the light that is being shown, shined down on these individuals, uh, and definitely a damper on their darkness, but I thought it was a pretty interesting uh, interview between Bannon and Fincham, Uh, always, always little tidbits of enlightenment that you can get from here and there, and you know, more importantly to me, when I hear, uh, you know, these audio clips and sound bites from people like Dr. Um, Kelly, uh, Kelly Ward and, uh, you know, Bannon, and, and uh, there will be an initial one that we'll play after this uh, featuring um, Patrick Byrne uh, with Tori says, um, is, is the momentum that these audits are building and the force of a patriotic American standing behind it, it gives me a good feeling inside to know that, you know, indeed, the storm is here. And we the people are standing together to organize a revolutionary movement. And that movement will shine the light on the deep state and the dark recesses of the swamp that have been hidden for so long. So anyways, with that said, let's listen to this uh, quick interview between uh, Steve Bannon on his war room and uh, Mark Fincham, representative of Arizona, in regards to what's going on during this audit in Maricopa County. I think it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty hope-inspiring. Let's go back out to Arizona now to Mark Fincham. Mark, I know you're winning, sir, and this is what we've been saying about going to other states. I know you're winning. When Politico's lead story this morning has Jody Heiss's picture in it, talks about the fear of this thing going, you know, the people that uh, try to reverse 2020 are now in charge of elections, they're trying to be in charge of elections going forward. And I think Mark Fincham makes the first or second paragraph. So that's called winning, right? When Politico is in pure fear because this thing's starting to spread state by state by state first. Give us an update on Arizona. What can we expect today as the Patriots get back into the uh, to, they cross over into the Concord Bridge? And then tell us about uh, your efforts to take this nationally. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh, I haven't seen a meltdown reported like this since uh, Chernobyl, I think. Um, first of all, political is just devoid of journalistic integrity and, and intellectual honesty. Um, they routinely deny facts that are already in evidence, just like the Maricopa County supervisors are. Um, what's going to happen today, the, uh, the the grinding work of going through the ballots starts up again. The, the uh, graduations are out of the way, and you know we're, we're somewhere between 20 and 25 percent done. Uh, when I say we, I want to make sure that everybody's clear that that's the Senate. Uh, right now, I'm pretty much an observer, but uh, observing very closely. So the the piece that's going to be done in the next coming weeks is the inspection and the retabulation, if you will, to compare 
the number of votes that were in paper versus the number of votes on the Dominion machine. Now, I know that you you talk quite a bit about the canvas. Um, I'm not sure where that's at right now because they're not a part of the Senate. It, I, I do know that it's in their work plan that, that they push the pause button on that piece of it. But what I find very interesting about the Politico article is they're quoting Bill, I believe they're quoting Bill Gates, um, someone who is running for an election administration position whose focus is not on the rule of law, but instead the ends justifies the means. Well, okay, that's what the left does. We're actually doing this thing called scientific analysis, gathering evidence. I don't think Bill Gates has ever held a position as a law enforcement officer doing a criminal investigation. So what the objective here is to prove or disprove an allegation. Nothing more, nothing less. So the fact that Politico has gone into pure meltdown tells me something. They're afraid, they're either afraid of what they don't know or they're afraid of what they know. Now, even the Washington Post comes out and says, I think in their, their, uh, uh, their tagline for their paper, light over darkness. That you can't question light, okay? And even Louis Brandeis, hardly a, a, a conservative justice of the Supreme Court, said the best disinfectant, publicity, is justly commended as a remedy for social and industrial diseases. Sunlight is said to be the best disinfectant. All right, that's yep. what we're doing here. This is the people's election. It's not Bill Gates's election. It's not Politico's election. They have every right to scrutinize something that they have a question about. And that's what they're doing. That's going to be the grinding work that starts again today here in Arizona. And I'm so glad that Matt Brainerd is all over this like a pup on a pork chop. And that Georgia, Vernon Jones, an American hero, stepping forward and calling for this. And there are other states now that are calling for the same thing. No, and I know behind the scenes you guys are working. We had Jim Marchant uh, from um, uh, Nevada on the Saturday show, and uh, Jim is announcing and, and had events that day with Andy Biggs, the, the great patriot from Arizona. That I think Raheem was at right. your uh, was at your event. Went to Nevada for the kickoff event for Jim Marchant. And Marsha, I know you you're talking about, and that's what the the Jody Heist thing is. There is an organized effort here to make sure that people understand that there are paths to get back into this and get to the 3 November. We don't want to talk about 2022. We don't want to talk about 2024. They don't exist right now. The only thing that exists is in the present moment, and the present moment is getting to the bottom of 3 November. The Washington Post, yes, democracy dies in darkness. That's quite true. And that's why you're seeing the sunlight, transparency in Arizona. You're going to get transparency this week in Georgia, and it's coming. You're seeing you're seeing small small slivers of that in in New Hampshire, in Michigan. Much more is coming. So, Mark, look, people, a real hat tip to you to help to, to drive this move, movement forward. And uh, I know everybody appreciates it. So, what should just one last thing? I know the media is going to be all over Arizona. They're going to be looking for every nit. What can people expect in Arizona today? The Patriots are back in there. They're starting to grind on the on the hand audit. I know we got all these issues of, of the uh, forensics. The letters that were sent last week from Maricopa County to hold a lot of evidence. What, when do you think the lawsuits start and the subpoenas start dropping, sir? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, we've. I, I think that right now you you should expect over the next seven to ten days it's going to be fairly quiet. Um, as far as as the idea of going back to court, I think the courts right now uh, are going to say, look, 
this is a legislative function. Now, if you want to have records and all that, it's not ripe yet. You haven't asked the Senate for documents that are complete. So if you're asking for the Senate to preserve documentation, once again, we go back to nomenclature. These clowns don't understand that a forensic audit, everything is saved. Everything is examined. Everything becomes a part of the record. So at such time as this is done, they'll have full access to this. And some of the things that are coming out of this are yeah. future yeah. transparency, but okay. certainly transparency okay. at the moment. Right, 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 write this one down. Take your pad out with your number two pencil and write this down. There is no chance that DOJ, that Biden's DOJ, allows this thing to come to ultimate conclusion. They're going to come in and shut this down because they don't. the last thing they want is a set of facts that they have to deal with. That's why they're going to shut it down now and say, no, 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 no. That's all put to bed. You guys worry about 2022. It's coming hard well, and it's going to come hot. Yeah, they're going to sure. try. I know. They're going to. Okay, yeah, I'm not, the, I'm not the, saying they're going to the win, but I'm saying don't. This will not be a this will not be a quiet this will not be a quiet seven days or so. Particularly, they see that it's metastasizing. They see it's metastasizing into Georgia. They see it's metastasizing other places. And don't think that Texas and California and New York and other places are going to be off the hook on this. Okay, uh, Mark, how do people follow you on social media? How do they keep up to speed with what's going on? Well, first of all, Steve, just I, I think it's too late for them to do too much. They're going to try. Of course, they're going to try. But the next seven days, I think it's going to be fairly quiet. After that, it's going to be a Donnybrook. Um, if people want to follow me, they can go to uh, votefincham.com. That's V-O-T-E-F-I-N-C-H-E-M.com. If they're in Arizona, they can sign my petition. They can push the uh, donate button if they want. Or if they want to subscribe to my journal, they can go to markfinchamatme.com. Just write journal in the subject line. We're happy to fill them in on what's going on uh, as close to real time as we can. It comes out every Sunday morning. And then, of course, on Gab, they can see me at uh, Arizona or AZ Honey Badger um, on Parley with the name and, and all that telegram as well. Okay. Pretty interesting there. You see, they even see it. I mean, they're even talking about it on Bannon now. I mean, we've been talking about on the Sea Report for at least a month now with all of this light coming down into these areas light and dark places guys light and dark places and the obscurity that these uh that these uh treasonous uh individuals had uh, attempted to take this country with it's finally coming into translucency should that be a word but yeah it's exciting guys we're seeing it happen everywhere and i love that they said don't think that uh, california new york and texas won't be out of play i'm sure texas will be more than happy to jump on the bandwagon here because after all we know that this fraud occurred in every state in the union and as such every state should be examined or audited or who knows I mean, if he loses uh, enough, if he lose, if if Biden loses enough electoral votes before this is said and done with, even in even in in Arizona, Georgia, and I don't know, what, 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 which one do you think will go next, New Hampshire or Pennsylvania? I guess we'll have to find out. But even if that happens, guys, uh, the loss of those electoral votes could be enough to flip it. Of course, that's not what we're looking for. All we're looking for is some integrity in our election, which is an essential key to true freedom.
All right. So before we wrap with Arizona, uh, let's talk a little bit about this whole uh, litigation or legal threat that's now coming at the um, Arizona Senate. Uh, now, uh, as um, Dr. Kelly Ward uh, mentioned in her Arizona Odd update, new legal threats coming from uh, Maricopa County. Um, I'm sure the BOS and all those other people over there, including Jack Sellers, that one man, and of course, uh, you know, um, uh, was that Bill Gates guy? Well, their their county attorney, this Alistair Adel, um, he he's went ahead and drafted up, you know, uh, basically a letter of intent. I would say so. Uh, it says litigation hold and preservation notice is what the uh, the subject matter of this letter was that came from the Maricopa County Attorney uh, Attorney's Office and was issued to the Honorable Karen Fan. Of course, Karen Fan also having a brief scare receiving white powder in an envelope or a package that she had sent to her office. First thing that I'm wondering from that is. Um, uh, where did that letter come from? And if it was just sweet and low, which in itself is poison, so to speak, uh, that's not funny. You know, uh, we, we remember the anthrax uh, scares and deaths that happened uh, in the wake of 9-11. Um, but uh, all, all things aside in that matter. So uh, we have a letter coming from uh, the Maricopa County attorney, Alistair Adel, you know, on behalf of the Maricopa County BOS. And uh, basically, uh, they're putting uh, the state Senate and these auditors on notice uh, that uh, they need to preserve their materials because, um, well, it, it, they're claiming defamation. Can, can you believe that, guys? Like they're claiming that they were defamed whenever... Uh, those involved with the audit, uh, Ken Bennett, uh, Kelly Ward, uh, uh, Karen Fan, uh, particularly Karen Fan, because Karen Fan did, after all, send them that pretty damning letter where she was just seeking advice on three points of, you know, of, of uh, discrepancy that she couldn't get her head around and ask them to meet uh, for that uh, you know, Senate. Well, it wasn't a Senate hearing, but it was a special hearing for the Arizona election audit, uh, saying that they had found the D drive to have been deleted, which of course was a database that contained uh, general election information and uh, some of the stuff that they would need to pr pursue and complete their audit, and and having tweeted about it. Well, I, I guess uh, you know it hurt their feelings, and and now. Now that it has been discovered or has been it has been reported that that audit material was actually recovered by uh, the cipher auditing agency that is there in Maricopa County at this day and time, that uh, that was defamation because after all, if they could recover it, they probably never lost it. And you know, with the lamestream legacy media, especially the local there in Phoenix, man, they are poison tainted. If you can, if you watch any coverage of this audit, 
from the local agencies in Arizona, you will see that they, I mean, even if they're not pulling sides, they are definitely leaving a taste in your mouth that would make you question everything that they're doing. Like they're saying, oh, this, this, this funny and, and strange audit that's happening over at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, uh, uh, this questionable audit. And, and of course you have the yo-yos over at, you know, the Communist News Network, uh, um, and the audit is taking place right next to this carnival. This is Trisha Takanawa reporting. You know, it's just, it's it's made to be a clown show, which is exactly what they're doing. And uh, it's, it's quite, enter- to me, it's quite entertaining because it's funny when you can see the apparatus of the legacy media, the lamestream, mainstream, uh, fake news media, just reaching for a story just trying to get some kind of scoop and it's just not landing it's ridiculous but back to this letter i'm gonna go ahead and share some of this letter with you and of course everyone listening if you are part of my my discord i do drop all of the articles and all of the documents i reference in my show in my discord so you can look for that soon i'll have that in there under the c report episode number 82 <laughs> and that'll include this here letter of litiga- lit- litigation and intent that was handed over to the Honorable Karen Fan. Now, it does say here, your May 13th, 2021 letter to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Jack Sellers, which was published widely, falsely claimed... Quote, we have recently discovered that the entire database directory from the D drive of the machine, EMS primary, has been deleted. This removes election-related details that appear to have been covered by the subpoena. This suggests that the main database for all election-related data for the November 2020 election, general election, has been removed. Soon after, the Senate Audit's Twitter account posted, Breaking Update. Maricopa County deleted a directory full of election databases from the 2020 election databases from the 2020 election cycle days before the election equipment was delivered to the audit. This is spoliation of evidence. Letter goes on to say, on May 17, 2021, Representatives Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Paul Gosar sent a letter to the Department of Justice asserting this false claim that an entire database directory of election information was deleted from the election management system primary machine. The apparent deliberate deletion of the election management system prior to the information being transferred to the independent auditors runs afoul of Arizona election law. The representative's false claim relied solely on these false statements. Now, I'm going to stop reading this letter at this point because, okay, so first of all, it's all in the language. I mean, I guess this is why lawyers are lawyers, right? Now, I'm a writer, so I can kind of like pick through this myself if I want to, but they did not say – now, I'm I'm speaking in reference to, um, uh, to Senate, Senator Karen Fan. You know, she and her letter did not say – all of the information was deleted. She did not say 
all of the databases were deleted. The entire database, she never said that in her letter. And, you know, I'm, they, they've got lawyers themselves. I'm, I'm, she's probably a lawyer too. And so they could probably fight this on that accord if they wanted to. Why aren't they suing Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Paul Gosar? Because after all, they're the ones who said an entire database directory of election information was deleted. And when you get down to it, it's that point that they're claiming to be defamation. Whereas just like all of the politicians and all of the corrupt swamp creatures rely on lying newscasts as their source of evidence, they are relying on a second party as evidence of defamation. At least that's the way I see it in my opinion. Um, but uh, the letter that uh, you know Pres- Senate President Karen Fan sent over did not say those words to the point. Now, getting back to this uh, letter of intent litigation hold letter from uh, the Maricopa County attorney, it goes on to say, Our clients delivered the server exactly as it was kept by the Maricopa County Elections Department. Nothing was deleted or added from the server when we prepared it to be sent to the Senate pursuant to the Senate's subpoena. Because of the wrongful accusations that the county destroyed evidence, the county or its elected officers may now be subject to or have legal claims. So here you see because of that statement and the actions of those uh, representatives, um, they're going to go ahead and uh, claim that they've been defamed. And uh, we know that that's not the case because if you think about it, um, even during that special election audit meeting that uh, Karen Fan hosted, that uh, the Maricopa, Maricopa County BOS decided not to participate in, and let's not forget that they're already they're already uh, in defiance of a subpoena by not handing over the routers and uh, and having deleted this information because after all they did find it to be deleted i mean the evidence was shown they had you know they had screenshots of the files that were missing i mean that that is all provable evidence done by forensic technological you know whatchamahoosits i mean i'm not a tech guy so i couldn't tell you for sure all that they were doing, but they were able to locate it. Now, the gentleman that was able to locate that was the gentleman that was in charge of Cypher. Uh, Cypher, of course, being, again, one of the auditing agencies that was hired, or I should say contractors, that was hired to carry out this uh, this audit. Um, so Cypher, that's the that's the outfit that discovered it. And during the Senate me- during the special election audit meeting, uh, it was clearly stated that they were able to recover the data. Now, because the legacy media and the Maricopa BOS and their attorneys and even the Democrats and Democrats all around are saying that uh, these auditing contractors don't know what they're doing. They're painting them as if though they're like, you know, uh, ignorant and and uneducated in regards to that which they are hired for. When I believe it was even the cyber ninjas. No, no, no. It was the cypher people. They've actually uh, represented and been used in audits in the past of elections. Like they actually have precedence for the work that they're doing. And and here you have these people relying on the media, especially locally there in Phoenix, to lie to the public about what's going on. 
and depending on them to believe them. But uh, they do have they do have experience when it comes to this type of material and the work that they're doing. Uh, these auditing things, it, it's true. And and the founder of Cipher did say they recovered it. Now I'm guessing that the Maricopa County attorney, uh, what is his name again, Alistair Adel. I'm guessing that he doesn't realize the difference between recovered and never lost or not deleted because it's quite obvious here that if you recover something, it's through a process, however technical it might be, but they were able to retrieve what was lost to recover to get it back. So that's something to think about. And uh, I think that's something that they're clearly not thinking about over on that end. So anyways, um, we won't be getting into Arizona. I mean, sorry, we won't be getting into uh, Georgia or New Hampshire tonight. But we will most definitely be talking about them tomorrow. But what I wanted to do was close today's show with an interview, a brief one, uh, although it was actually quite a lengthy interview. But uh, I introduced um, the listeners to the Sea Report uh, to uh, to Patrick Byrne who is uh, a self-proclaimed um, patriotic hippie, <laughs> and I like that, uh, who's, uh, you know, he I would say he's more of a classical liberal, you know, kind of character. Uh, he's a former CEO of, of Overstock.com. He um, parted with the company when uh, there were things heating up on the political scenes behind the scenes, and he knew that there would probably be a danger to his um, his baby there. So he took a step back, so this way he could move forward with uh, protecting and preserving this republic to the best of his ability. Now, um, word finally got out on the streets over in Arizona as the Arizona Republic reported that they had obtained an email that showed that uh, the former Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne had started a nonprofit um, that was handling the background checks, the non-disclosure agreements, and the volunteer agreements of the audit workers there in Maricopa County. Because a lot of people are wondering who's behind this. You know, like uh, the news has reported, they've all reported dark money and evil money and 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 private money and money from who knows where is going into funding this audit when they don't even care. I mean, come on, you know, Zuckerbucks, guys, Zuckerbucks. You know, um, um, Mark Zuckerberg funded and even ran, had his agency ran, run most of these elections. And we're going to find out more, I'm sure, as time progresses. We're going to find out exactly who, what, where, when and how his money was handled. And they didn't seem to care about that then. They don't seem to care about nonprofit organizations, you know, run by George Soros or whoever it is that you that is on your radar in that regard. But when it comes to doing an audit, not even an election, there's no threat of 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 manipulating an election, right? No, but there's definitely a threat of manipulating an audit. And that's why I'm looking forward to them starting to say that all of the results that they get from this audit in Maricopa County were all manipulated. Like if they're going to say it, you know, they're going to say, it. you know, that's going to be one of their chiming points uh, to try and get away from all of the truth that is being uncovered over in Maricopa County. 
But uh, indeed, getting back to Patrick Byrne, um, there was a great, uh, uh, well, like I said, it was a long one. We're only going to play a piece of it, and we'll close out the show with that today. So that this way, we're not too too long-winded. I know I could go a little bit longer, but, um, you know, I'm all about, uh, about uh, you know, timeliness. And uh, there, there is another day. More news to break, I'm sure. Even though we don't break news, we just report it. But anyways, in this regard, uh, again, Patrick Byrne, um, also, uh, uh, also, before I forget, the Arizona Republic reporting that it was a nonprofit that he started. Well, there's a lot of people behind this nonprofit, and I talked to the audience of the Sea Report about it uh, in our previous show, The America Project, um, backed by uh, individuals like Patrick Byrne and also uh, General Michael Flynn. Of course, this is not on anybody's radar per se, but it will be. It will be. And, uh, and you know, he, Patrick Byrne, funded a lot of this audit himself. I mean, he put millions of dollars into it. And, um, and now he's, uh, he's basically taken up the reins of the America Project while everyone else is working on different aspects of, of this, um, this storm that's been a Bruin and is overhead the United States of America right now, because guess what? Everyone is standing together to organize this revolutionary movement and the people of America, not just the rock stars that we are cheering along, but the people of America are also organizing this revolutionary movement on the ground. And we're seeing it now in real time. If you have the eyes to see it, and if you have the faith to believe it, it is happening right now. So I'm going to go ahead and close the show with this brief snippet uh, of an interview that happened between Patrick Byrne and uh, Tori, Tori Maris um, of ToriSays.com. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it'll be a fun thing to actually play uh, a clip from ToriSays.com on the show. Um, I, I do enjoy her broadcast quite regularly when I can, but I love hearing Patrick Byrne and what he has to say because he's one of those unseen forces that many people take for granted or doubt when they hear his name just because they don't know who he is and they don't know what his function is. But if you're cued into the right things, you can learn to appreciate these American heroes from the bottom of your heart. So let's go ahead and play that and we'll finish out the show with this clip and uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. Enjoy. Fascism is a phenomenon of the left. Mussolini was a fascist, was a socialist. Mussolini was a socialist who after fighting in World War One, he was a particular type of socialist called a syndicalist. And after World War One, he added this new nationalist element. Flavoring, but it was still a socialist way of organizing the world. And that the fact that he later jailed socialists is just so. So fascism is a phenomenon of socialism, and that's what we're experiencing. Stand up for your rights. We have built the America Project. That is the mechanism. I thought it was retired. I need this like a hole in the head. But we built something. Uh, there's an organization that has been founded called the America Project, which I am leading. At the request of, uh, uh, well, our, our America, uh, the request and the BS and for and for there's and by a, the There's people. also a certain three-star general of whom I deeply admire who imposed on me to do this with my retirement. And a man I deeply admire and that, that everybody knows his name. And uh, 
And I'm and so we've stood up this organization as for folks like you. It's an organization. I'm covering all the operating costs, so people know that when they send money, it's going to good things. So, for example, one might consider you've this wonderful thing going on in Maricopa. I can tell you the people there on the ground there have been on a first name basis with me since about November fifth, and you can and they may or may not want to tell you we've we've tried to be financially I've tried to be personally financially supportive from November fifth, and all these grassroots things getting them until the fires got burning now they're burning, it's beyond me but the America Project, and I'm covering all the operating expenses so money that comes in is going directly to fund operations that are that are helping get the message out. Patrick, down in Maricopa County, there's this guy, right, who was like heading the whole election thing um, that is a really big concern, I think, for a lot of people. This guy named Adrian Fontes. You've heard of him, right? Was he the Dominion guy? or was he Well, the he's the guy that was part of the stay at home and vote. Um, he was he was elected onto the election commission with the same type of voting that we saw where slow votes kind of been counting. Not really. Right. It's, right. He's one of those creepy characters. Now, he's a progressive and he and he identifies as a Democrat. But I've got evidence on this guy where he's posing with um mccain with john mccain uh taking pictures he was also part of the fast and furious issue um he was the one that uh is leading the whole destruction of ballots you know in 2018 and he was still on the board in 2020 did you know that The Arizona GOP had complained about him in 2018, saying that he destroyed ballots. He alleged that the Maricopa County recorder, Adrian Fontes, deliberately destroyed evidence, cover up voting irregularities. This is 2018. And this guy was the uh, Maricopa County recorder in 2020 as well. This guy has been enthralled in fast and furious Operation Fast and Furious, the straw of the buyers, he was actually part of it. It says, when the operation, listen to this, when the Operation Fast and Furious indictment was announced back in January, it was depicted as a big bust. 20 suspects were charged with conspiracy, money laundering, etc., etc. A straw buyer is usually a kid 18 to 25 who needs a couple hundred extra bucks and who knows somebody who knows somebody that makes his way to make a couple of extra bucks, says Adrian Fonte an attorney for the accused ringleader of this operation. So the guy who's the county recorder that has already been blamed for destroying ballots in Maricopa County in 2018 is also the county recorder in 2020 and just so happened to be the lawyer, you know, defending the ringleader of this, uh, you know, operation for Fast and Furious. This is crazy stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Strung, uh, strung around. I know. I don't want to use any names, but you know that one of those dolphin speakers of my consort, uh, or with whom I consort, is he does this kind of work too, and he's turned up all kinds of stuff on the guys in in. Georgia. Oh, are we talking about the one that 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 I talk with too? I know it. Yes. Yeah, you know we're it. working on on this. Yeah. yeah. And he tells me about yeah. people taking leaves of absence from Dominion and going running. 
the voting operation in such and such and such and such. And it's just kind of amazing to tie in. This this one company is subverted the national election. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because I international. Don't know. I, say, I say international. You could say whatever. I say international. Well, I don't you know, care. The facts they, are going to speak for themselves because it's all going to come out in discovery, and then we'll know for sure. Well, what do you think we should we should be expecting? I mean, we obviously know funny business has happened, right? Or else we wouldn't be doing this. Now, given everything that's coming out of Arizona, we've got Wisconsin now and Michigan back onto the table. You know, this is a this is a really big deal. People are like, oh, does that undo the election? I think there's a different process to actually get stuff done once some, um, you know, fraud is discovered. I mean, would you like to walk them through what uh, may happen in the case that we do determine, uh, you know, unquestionable fraud in our 2020 elections? Well, Sure. The it could play out a number of ways. It gives rise to lots of different people who could file lawsuits. There might be attorney generals who file lawsuits. There might be, who knows, maybe a candidate, maybe a losing candidate in some federal election files a lawsuit it, using this kind of evidence. The quo warrantos, yeah. And I'm talking could be very very high level federal mm-hmm. elected officials, yeah, officials or states attorney general or. I think what is a sort of a foreyard and a cloud of dust way is as this stuff materializes and materializes, the state, uh, the states should withdraw their electors. At some point, a few states are, you know, with, with the stuff going on in Arizona, as this can keep servicing, the state legislature of Arizona should withdraw their electors. They withdraw their electors. A couple other states do that. Now you have nobody... Uh, now you have no nobody had 200 a majority of electoral votes now it, you know if i think there's three states that if they change if they just withdraw their electors they don't have to switch or anything but if they realize that they have no business making any claims about how their population voted because there's so much mesh mesh can you translate the yiddish for our friends or the hebrew What's Meshigas? <laughs> so much rubbish and funny business. Right. So much craziness. <laughs> Meshigas. I was always the Meshigana Goy friend of the, all my Jewish friends. I was always the Meshigana Goy. The Meshigana, some of these Meshigana ones, just crazy. Uh, so the Meshigas is craziness. So Meshigas, this, at some point, Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin have every right to say, we really, I mean, not every right, they really have a duty to say, to tell the truth and say, we have no idea who our population chose for president. We have no, with this much craziness, we can't unscramble this egg. They don't have to go so far as to say, we see that Trump really won. They just have to say, this egg this uh, egg can't be unscrambled. This election we now see was so much cheating and so compromised. We have no idea who who our people voted for, uh, who our people voted for, which would be a true statement. That would be finally telling the truth. They yeah, because it wasn't just President Trump that was elected. There were a bunch of other people on those ballots. So, you know, it doesn't, you know, we shouldn't be focusing just on the president because there were so many other elections that happened yeah, we at the same time. Seats. We think that the Republicans probably have a 25 to 30 seat majority in the House and a several seat majority in the Senate and that they're they're getting cheated. They got cheated to two House seats in Nevada, four in Virginia. That's happening all over the country. Happening all and here's the scary thing. The data is showing that it all started in 2004 at a small scale. We now have data that is incontrovertible. Mike Lindell is telling the truth. And there has been rigging going on of an industrial level. But they've been like one congressional seat, one guy over another, just very, very small scale. 
2020, they went for the whole thing and took the country. But somebody has been changing our elections since 04. They've been slowly shifting the country to 04, and we have the data that supports that. Well, um, you know, speaking of, you know, data collection and data loss and election hacking, you and I have had this conversation where, you know, I've, I've, and I've told my audience many times that this, this election, um, you know, theft, debacle, uh, was a byproduct of actually a data heist. And I had explained to my listeners last week how it happened from east to west and then they shipped it off coast, which under what I understand is, uh, went off to Taiwan and then off to Budapest and then uh, ending in Germany. And this is a mass data heist, and this is probably why servers were hung. The one thing that was very curious from the get-go was that Alaska took over a week to count their ballots because it stalled at about 40%, right? Not that there was a question that there was any way that Biden would win there. Like, that would be nuts, right? That's where someone would be like, stop, this is like, Something's fishy, right? That's like him winning yeah. Antrim County, Michigan. <laughs> I just say it's oh, like wait, he did win Antrim. Wait, County. no, but you can't. You know, he can't. The Democrats never win Alaska. But anyway, here's the funny thing: is we mentioned it last week. We talk about it, and then what happens in Alaska? Well, apparently, Alaska got hacked. Uh, uh, they announced that suddenly DHHS, uh, DHSS said that their public website, the state of Alaska vital record system, background check system, child care providers, case management, uh, health care, SAGE, Yoda, which is youth offender, GEMS for electronic management system, uh, everything that you could think of, DHSS, ep- uh, epidemiological websites that they have, they were all hacked. They took all of that down. Just after we mentioned that, you know, this seems like they were using the undersea water cables to push all this data because this is mass collection. Imagine, you know, having every single bit of information on every citizen. This falls in line with a report that um, we did with Millie Weaver. I think it was 2019 talking about uh, smart cities. It was during the 2019 elections that it was put together where the smart city initiative is to have every single individual's data from their, you know, social media, healthcare, educational records, criminal records, deeds, you name it, they have it. So that way they can understand the voter better. uh, So that way they know how they vote. And then they can ultimately just kind of push their votes through the internet. That's the idea that the smart city network in Europe, based on um, Seidel and Dominion Enterprises and other companies have been striving for. So Listen, I don't know anything about the stuff you've just been saying. Right, but having – well, I'm, I'm just telling but you this I is a smart city initiative. But I think any technology between you and your vote is at this point a mistake because everything can be hacked. If it has a power cord, it can, it can be, be hacked. hacked. So this idea that this technology could be built and that this is and be foolproof is false. The most, unless with a possible exception of a blockchain-based system. But setting that aside, all this has to return to paper. This is the most fundamental act of our democracy. I think what has to happen is the Supreme Court is might get nudged by a piece of news to actually do something. And what they really should do is just appoint a special master. And and with a special master in about one week, enough can be uh, digested 
with this with the special master that they have no choice. And then what they really should do is demand a a sixty day full federal national election with paper run by the National Guard and or something like that, run by some entity we can all trust. And I do not trust the EAC. We don't trust. We don't. Or, you know, it can be the National Guard in each state or, okay, or if it's or if it's or run it the way we do now. But we're going to have Republican Republican observers and Republican workers. And we're going to they're just not going to and it's going to be on paper and IDs and, and I'll cut, you know, the Supreme Court needs to work fundamentals, real election. And what we're going to discover is I think we as a country are about 10 points to the right of where we have evolved over the last 16 years. And I think we're going to discover we're 58 steps to the right of the goons who have just cheated their way into power. I think that's what we're going to learn. Or I could be wrong. Maybe yes, maybe no. Let's open the ballot boxes in six counties and see. You know, we're, we're about to go to civil, I hope to God not, but we're, we're I don't even want to say the words, but there are countries in deep shit. We get out of this, we open six, we can send the National Guard and open ballot boxes in six counties, count them on live stream TV, three days. This three days, this whole thing would be resolved. If they're right, hey, I'll pack, I'll, if those six counties, I will, I will eat those ballot boxes if they tally, first of all. Uh, but if they open those up and they, I will eat those ballots, but open them up and do that. And if I'm wrong, all of us, I will lead the effort of saying, everybody's got to go home, accept this result. This was fair. We were wrong. I will lead that. We could have it done by Saturday. But why is it that we're in May and these guys are fighting teeth, toes and fingernails about any exposure, any transparency, any, you know, anyone, but their select little goo goons having access to any of this it's because they're they got caught their hands in the cooking jar and they know it all right guys there you have it that's a quick taste uh it's a, i think that's the first appearance of patrick Byrne on the sea report um but yeah so uh the america project i think it's dot org not dot com. Let me let me pull that up real quick before we before we close at the night. So you can get some more information on it. Now the America Project is also gonna be behind the Patriot Roundup happening at Gillies in Dallas, Texas. You're gonna have General Michael Flynn there, you're gonna have uh Sidney Powell there, you're gonna have um a Louis Gomert there, you're gonna have uh Mike Lindell there. It's gonna be a, a fabulous event, it looks like. Um, But yeah, most definitely uh, something to watch for, something to maybe dip your toes into. And, um, you know, if you want to help support, because the America Project at the end of the day is not just going to be helping with this election integrity. They're also going to be fighting for, you know, against these vax mandates and stuff like that. Um, And so, oh boy, they, they have some competitors, it looks like. Let's see if we can't find the right one. So I type in the America Project and it does not come up with the one that we're looking for. That connection is private. Hmm. Oh, that's the American Project. We're looking at the America Project. Let's go ahead and... Wow. They're fighting with them. Well, guys... (laughs) Let's see. Uh-huh. There we go. Americaproject.com. Americaproject.com. Uh, there you can donate towards election integrity. And all of this is going straight to it. Patrick Byrne don't need your money. He's a billionaire. 
So uh, <laughs> that's why he's donated millions to this cause out of his own pocket. Um, but anyways, all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there for tonight. Thanks for joining me on the C Report. Uh, this will be promptly on Anchor.fm and all of the according podcast players and stations around the interweb. So if you hear my voice and you hear the C Report and you like what you hear, Follow or subscribe along with any of the podcasts that you prefer to listen to. If not, go on over to anchor.fm slash the X report. That's T-E-H-E-E-X report. Oh, sorry. Podcast. My bad. Woo, only I could mess up my own podcast station. The X podcast. T-H-E-E-X podcast all one word anchor.fm slash the x podcast and subscribe there and uh if you really like what you hear help us out uh we could i could definitely use that right now um at this moment uh any anything would be most appreciated but we're gonna keep the c report rolling either way and uh you know your letters and your um, viewership is always appreciated all right guys this is mr c i'm going to be wrapping up this report i'll be back tomorrow we won't be live but we will be on the airwaves so make sure you listen out for us tell your friends tell your family share our links go visit thecreport.com and we will see you next time